To Probably Science, we are back at Bluebell Ranch with myself, Matt Kirshen, and to my right and directly across from me, Mr. Jesse Case and Mr. Andy Wood. Hey guys, hello. I nearly said Mistress Jesse Case there. That's uh, okay. A... Well, you don't I... you don't know what I do on the side. I thought you said <laughs> Messers, like the plural of Mister. I don't know how you pronounce that. You know, Mises. It's like Mises. I think so. <laughs> okay. Mises. I always thought it was Messers. Messers. We've had our first thing that we don't know today, no. and we haven't even oh, we haven't even finished the introduction. Uh, first of many, yes. Um, we might as well uh, get straight to introducing, I guess, and then we've got some thanks and that kind of thing, but you've already spoken, Mr. Brennan Burns. That's uh, rather telling, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I speak before I'm introduced. Australian comic. That's why it's shit comparing me. Your name's yeah, Brendan Burns? What, I know, yeah, right? Yeah, it's what we, shit we can't, me. We can't, we can't talk about that, though, because then we're revealing... Of course, we, can, we have to talk about it. <laughs> oh, I'll take man. the hit on this. Okay, it's on you. That's literally our roommate's name. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> His name is literally Brendan Burns. With an O? No. With then fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then fuck your shitty roommate. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking gay spelling of Brendan. He's not the Brendan. one. Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing. He's not the one we've, we've thrown on the, no, the bus. The no, most. he's not the one we always complain about. Yeah. But um, if we do the live webcam show thing, yeah. you'll still hopefully see Brendan as well. Right. But I feel, I feel bad because he is Googleable and now, you know... It, We've always thought this, this will it's never get back It's a fairly common name. Our... It's a common... Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Brendan Burns? Yeah. I'm the number one. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, well I think Wait. we live with the number I two. Remember, I think I'm the number one Brendan with an O. I think... No, hang on. That fucking prick from... What's that? <laughs> I chimed in with another... That guy. I, I have no idea. I thought Brendan you were going to say Yuri? Brendan Small. No idea what you're one. talking about. Like, whenever I sp- bump into Brendan Wolf, she's like, curse you. <laughs> I'm the bane of his existence because I'm the number one Brendan on Google. Oh, Okay. All right. The other Jesse Case just got married. Happy for him. Isn't that... I thought there was a woman Jesse Case in the adult industry. Uh, maybe. Is maybe. that something I'm making up? Okay. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. The male Jesse Case. Because um, when I've been Googling Jesse Case XXX, yeah. I was... I've been getting horrible results. Just this some <laughs> girl, <laughs> some some girl. It's not what you hope for at all. <laughs> well, you could just do what I do and just set up a Google alert for it. You don't have to like go to the website every day. Right. Yeah, but I mean, I, I keep finding tiny hidden cameras in my room, which is weird <laughs> living with you. But <laughs> this is how little of an understanding my brother and my dad had of what I do. Is uh, they were playing the you know what happens if you Google yourself. And my dad was going, oh, I got a professor in Richmond, bloody Virginia or whatever. Uh-huh. My brother goes, oh, I get some sort of moose hunter. And they're going, who do you get if you Google you, Brendan? And I'm like, me. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, but who do you really get? And I'm like, fucking me. <laughs> you don't get me all my music. I, I am kind of excited that I, I, there's a huge Andy Wood. He was the lead singer of Mother Love Bone, which was the precursor to oh, Pearl yeah, Jam. Yeah. So like, I, I can't win the Google war. But like, if you Google image search me, I think I at least come up in the first page. That's exciting. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm never going to eclipse the dude from Mother Love Bone. There's an Israeli lecturer called Matt Kirshen who I've screwed over royally. Oh, he's how, like, how? he's on page eight or nine of Google now. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I've got a New Zealand uh, backbencher. No, a New Zealand uh, minister for. Come what he was. I obviously uh, haven't uh, paid that much attention. It, it might get interesting because the other Brendan Burns. Just came out of the guest house. Whoa. Oh, what you happens guys if they can't touch? actually what happens be in the, the same space. Yeah, you guys aren't time. allowed to. 
I mean, we have I'm to. going to go and occupy the fuck out of his space. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, ha- we have to. Occupy the pool house. It's yeah. The worst political movement. Just yeah. see what happens. <laughs> Take that, Hadron Collider. Yeah. It's a bit of a self-serving movement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, really. Just occupying someone's nice place. Right. <laughs> that monster got up my nose. It really stings. Uh, we should point out monster energy drink because you're currently drinking. Yeah. As oh. opposed to. Because it's otherwise weird in the context of a podcast just to say that monster got up my nose. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Very much so. Um, um, so so it's probably properly introduced. You, uh, Random is an Australian comic uh, based in the UK for the most part. I've known for many years. Uh, and you're over in LA doing uh, your show, um, Brendan Burns Hasn't Heard of You Either. Yes. Which you're doing at the Steve Allen Theatre. Next weekend, yeah. Next week. Oh, when does this go out? On the 1st and the 2nd, right? 1st and 2nd of November so, with uh, Neil Hamburger. We're talking about the Steve Allen Center for Inquiry, right? The Steve, the Steve Allen Center for Inquiry. <laughs> the Skeptic Society yeah. of the Steve Allen Theater. Is that what the theater was called before Steve Allen put his name on it? Or someone put his name on it? Or what's, what's the I don't know, but it has, like, it has like four different names going on now. Oh, yeah. the it's Trepany like, House. It's like Trepany House yeah. at the Center for Inquiry at the Steve Allen Theater. So weird. It's, yeah, it just keeps getting smaller and smaller rooms. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it was a big theater, but it's like 180 seats or something, isn't it? It's a, it might be smaller than that. Well, it, might can, be like a, it depends whether they open the back. There's like a sort of back divider thing oh, yeah, that yeah, they yeah. can open up and okay. make it bigger, or they can close it off. And it, but it's a it, it's a really nice place. It's yeah, a gorgeous it's little, a great theater. Yeah, it's a it's a cool venue. Well, I'll certainly go check that out. That seems like a very LA thing to have theaters that have to keep the original name of the building, like Largo at the Coronet. Like even the UCB theater for a long time, it still said Tamarind Theater, which was the name of the actual theater. And like UCB was like renting the space. Right. Like why does everyone care about these original names of the buildings? Like there's, so there's no there's confusion. No history here. It's Los Angeles. Like right. This isn't some kind of. The other day I went to a Halloween <laughs> store at the Walgreens. That's what it was called. Um, <laughs> there's no history here. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. You've got streets. We were talking about this before we started recording about yeah. you've got streets. Named after people who are still alive. Yeah, that's that's fucking right. weird. It's very yeah. strange. Jerry Lewis Drive is hilarious to me. Yeah. Whereas you probably take it as a given, don't you? I think it's stranger that there's know. L. Ron Hubbard Drive. Yeah, that's, that's L. Ron weird. Hubbard Drive? Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's the, where the headquarters of the... I mean, that road basically just goes from Sunset Boulevard yeah, like into the building. It goes yeah. like... I know their driveway. Yeah. Yeah. Now, isn't there a theory that L. Ron Hubbard was actually a satirist and was just taking the piss to see if he wow. could prove how he could start a religion? <laughs> it, took, I, it took a pretty... It was some yeah. Andy Kaufman level uh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, himself. he did... I mean, it's, I think it's well documented. There was a a bet going around as to, you know, who he's been quoted saying this is how you could start a religion if you wanted to. Yes. Um, but I don't think he was a satirist. I think he just wanted a lot of money. I think he was weird. I, I, you know, he just wanted a lot of cash and just, but and power. But then also it was, but the people at the end, end of all of his books, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just a wink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, um, uh, I think it's even like not him as the people who took over the organization who was a real like yeah. David Mis- Miscavige Miscavige yeah such yeah. a weird name <laughs> who's a so, so apologies to our two listeners who thought this was probably Scientology <laughs> and are very offended yeah. right now <laughs> yeah that dude has I've heard stories about him diving across a boardroom table to strangle someone during a meeting <laughs> and and now you have to imagine Philip Seymour Hoffman after the master right, right yeah that's well no that's but he wait a second Philip but, Seymour Hoffman was was basically the L. Ron, L. Ron Hubbard, Hubbard character yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I'm talking about like the guy who has taken over I'm talking about the the Brigham Young oh yeah uh, yeah to yeah I think Miscavige is Brigham Young as uh, the Salieri L. Ron Hubbard Mozart. no 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 the next guy I mean the guy who took it over but, but grew the thing yeah okay like yeah because like Brigham Young is the guy that like moved everybody out west 
Like the church was good after. Is it John or Joseph Smith? I always forget. Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith. He died. Like there was a. Joseph Smith was the one who discovered the the tablets. The tablets right, and. Right. Oh yeah, but there was a power vacuum of sorts, and if Brigham Young hadn't taken everybody out west, that church probably would have would have ended then. But, so uh, yeah, it's, there's that, always there is always that tricky point in any new religion where you could just go like legitimate or Jonestown, right? Right. You know, there's like a very tricky fork in the road. And they even like even when he died, the polygamy thing hadn't come out yet. Like he had started to do that, but like the rest of the people who were following him, were like, ooh, we can't let this get out that he wants this to be a thing because no one's going to accept us. And then after right. he died, they're like. Well, towards the end, he heard from God that he was supposed to start sleeping with other women, so I guess we all should start doing this. Sure. And it was like God specifically said not only can he take more wives, but his wife has to chill out and be cool with it. Like was God, it God or Zenu or whatever. <laughs> no, no, because this, so is, this Mormon. is Mormon. No, yeah. this oh, is this Mormon. Mormon. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah specifically yeah. said Joseph Smith's wife has to <laughs> chill out about this and be sure. okay with Did it. Did you guys have the Bagwan over here? What's that? I don't, okay, know. I don't even out. know what that is. I grew up in this, uh, we had a farm down southwest Australia in Pemberton, right? So you can imagine kind of out, like South Cary Valley, Australia. Uh-huh. And the Bhagwan and the Orange people decided to move into Pemberton. Can you imagine? I don't know who they uh, are. Yeah, well, Outback who's, Australia. Who's the, who's the Orange the, people? The Bhagwan was the guy that basically started the religion where you could fuck everybody and have free love. Okay. And he that had like one? 20 Rolls Royces. <laughs> and, then, and then Sheila Silverman, one of his disciples, started a commune in Pemberton. Western Australia, which who, is like, who are the fuck are you? Who are these fucking orange cunts? What's going hey, on? Hey, when you say orange, are you talking skin or clothes? <laughs> no, 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 they're clothes. They're orange people. They were a bit like uh, Hare Krishnas, but loads of fucking. Okay, okay. And then, and is this so what's, what's, the, what's like, the U.S. equivalent to Pemberton? Do you know a city in the U.S. Oh, that's like that? Okay, somewhere on the outskirts of Oklahoma. Okay, okay. Uh, so they're yeah. not going to cut into these Oklahoma, the state gonna, or the musical. Uh, <laughs> take your pick <laughs> And uh, Yeah so they started The commune down there And then he got AIDS And then uh, He completely backtracked On the uh, free love thing <laughs> And went sure. Now I've got the hiv None of you can do the fucking Yeah Wow If I can't do it No one can Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard about that It's interesting I love And that. there was a song See if you can google the song It was called Shut up Sheila Sheila and it's but the thing is, it's called Shut Up. And who recorded this song? Oh, it's some just like a farmer. Like, shut up, Sheila! Shut up, Sheila! We <laughs> wish you would pack your bags and go away, or something like that. You know, high satire indeed. That's not it, is no, it? That's, that's what it. you get when you Google Sheila shut Silverman. Up, Sheila. Look up Sheila, Sheila Silverman. Silverman. Shut up, Sheila Silverman. That's a- that's wow. such a was this mid 80s oh yeah mid 80s Australian response to a cult moving into their yeah. neighbourhood it's a misogynistic Sheila. song Sheila. <laughs> Sheila. We wish oh I've got the solution here go away wow. or something like that check this out guys I've got the solution I know once she hears this song she's gonna move right out this is gonna be an action item for probably scientists for our listeners if you guys can find the link to shut up Sheila yeah. uh, Sheila Silverman tweet at probably science let us know about that and they had like a 60 minute special on her and, and she was like posing nude and she said I have a smashing body don't you and she did not <laughs> she did not she was rough well at least that church wow. encouraged positive self esteem at least she was you know feeling well, good I th- about yeah it. I think most religions positive are started positive body image I think the, the, the men who start most religions it's either so they can get laid more or other people get laid less than them <laughs> yes it's all about uh, it's all comparative about guns and pussy that's happening. it's all about a comparative yeah, yeah. I don't mm. think it's, it's it's not exciting to Reduce someone else's. Oh, I get what you're saying. No, definitely, okay. yeah, yeah. There's yeah. definitely huge numbers of religions where they 
have laws laid down about yeah. when people can have sex now. Yep. Yeah. Well, this this woman's unclean during this time, and you can only use this position. Hey, right. I did a- Danny LaBelle's podcast the other day, and he told me that the the sheet thing with the Hasidic Jews is an urban myth. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, complete nonsense. There's no so how is that made in up? Fact? I don't know. Where did they get that from? I mean, that's really specific to pluck out of the air, isn't it? Um, wow. I think what it... I, I remember reading this up a while ago. I can't remember exactly, but I think what it came from was... I mean, Orthodox Jews have uh, the tullus, which is the, the sort of prayer shawl. Right. So people seeing those things That makes being, them invisible, right? Yeah, that's the okay. invisibility. Yeah. I mean, again, it sounds like Australia at work again. Of like, you know, the shut up Sheila people. Of shut course, up, yeah, boy. Get through the hole of a sheet, you weird head prick. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think so. What it came from was they. Our neighbors are laughing. Draw a circle right on the ground in chalk and fuck a hole through a sheet, you prick. Brendan might not know this. We live in a, in a neighborhood that's entirely Orthodox Jews. We're the only Gentiles and the only renters. Is that only right? Family people, and we're outside. But go ahead. Is that, is that true? <laughs> yeah, totally oh, true. Oh, I'm sure they'll God entirely get the context my, of that song. God bless my cotton face. <laughs> so, so I think they saw these pressures being hung outside to, to dry, or just being, you know, just being around. And if you're you know, your average anti-Semitic, right. confused by foreign culture person who's going, what? oh, they're hanging out these sheets and they're weird people and they have cultures and rituals that I don't understand. I expect they probably fuck through them. Right. <laughs> well, do they have, that's there, like the root one. Is there a hole in the sheet to fit your head through? Um, well, Why isn't diff- the rumor about Orthodox Jewish uh, people's incredibly wide penises? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the, the stereotype. These guys have tuna can dicks. Look at this. You know. They're all about the girth. <laughs> right. It's a it's a girthy culture. That's the. Uh, we have some people to thank. We don't do we? have some people to thank, Jesse. Thank you for bringing us back on track. Uh, by the way, if you want to donate, you can go to probablyscience.com, which is our newly revamped uh, site. We built on- Andy. Andy kindly said we, but he did it entirely <laughs> yes, himself. Yes, it was completely with Andy. a couple of minor suggestions from us. It didn't take that long, thanks to Squarespace, who are not a sponsor yet, but I hope will be. Um, yeah, they set us up with a nice... Um, it's really easy to use. You can just pick templates and stuff and fill things in. So I, I just merged over everything from Tumblr. So now all the episodes are at probablyscience.com. You can stream them all directly from the site. And now you can comment underneath them where it was kind of trickier before with our Tumblr site. So leave your comments, uh, criticisms. Um, post a link to the Shut Up Sheila video if you find it underneath this episode at probablyscience.com. And there's um, the donate button. There's the donate button. You can give us a few bucks just to help us cover our costs. We really appreciate that. And when you do, we'll always mention you on the show, such as... Uh, Stefan Gorenson from Sweden gave us a donation. Thank nice. You, Thank you, Stefan. Louis Normandin from right here in Hollywood kicked us a few bucks. That was excellent. Um, Chris Hale, whose, uh, whose PayPal account still comes through as Honeybee Candle Factory. <laughs> and he always has to apologize for that when he donates. Which shows he's donated more than once, so he gets yeah. a double shot. Yeah. Yes, Chris Hale. Give his PayPal account you're the best. name away? Um, well, you can do that. I presume that was the name money. of the business that he that used to run, he, yeah, so as opposed to like his nickname. His, I don't think it was like his nickname that he got at school. The beginning of his email or anything. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I mean, I, I don't. But I don't think he's keeping his candle factory business a secret. How do you and also, if you candles? have someone's like, email address for the PayPal, that only means that you can donate money into their account. Money. Yeah, you can just give them money. So give Chris so send some money to Chris. No, because if you worked out the password, yeah, but then that's well, that's true for anything. That's yeah. If you worked out the password, <laughs> yes, that's, yes, that's right. That's, well, there's, 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 I'm, I'm this is the most there. agreeing I'm argument done. I've ever had. <laughs> yes, your example supports my. Point. I mean, by that token, <laughs> we could op- probably hack into yeah. the World Bank. Yeah. Right? What an, optim- <laughs> what an optimistic hacker! <laughs> I've got his login. I got the email. Halfway there, you guys. <laughs> 
Now, as long as it's password or his name again, I've got it covered. <laughs> password God or the actual same name as the uh, the email. <laughs> We a lot one, of people do that. There's, a, there's one more thank, right? There's one more thanks, yes. Christopher Lauder from Lawrenceville, Georgia. Was that too specific? Are you going to find his house now and break <laughs> into it, Brendan? What's that? <laughs> Steph? I gave you his town and his, and his state. Like, is that too specific also on this guy? No, okay. I'm off to, excuse me, I'm off to live the life of Riley. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Christopher Lauder. Christopher thank Lauder. you so much. As well, Stefan, uh, the, our Swedish donator, was the one That's who... Sweet. A, a, a Swedish donor. I, I unfairly maligned last week because he was the one in the comments on Facebook who was uh, who was saying he donates, and I said any amount will get a shout out. And then someone gave him the seven cents. So I was like, I think that might be the guy. It wasn't the guy. He then put a comment oh, underneath okay, going, uh, okay. "Nope, donating now. That wasn't me." So thank you, Stefan. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. We really. And I'm not it, actually Stephen. mad about the seven cents. No, it's we still seven cents we didn't down. have last week. <laughs> we took true. we took the seven cents. We took it. Um, but um, always, as always, I'm flattered and amazed that people like our show enough to donate to help us run it um and if you don't have the cash to spend uh go on itunes and write nice things about us and give us yes. just click on the star ratings and that really helps boost right. our numbers and it's, tell it's, other people about our show. show what do you want from us just but do yeah the thing. but tell other people if you enjoy it and that helps us out a hell of a lot um and questions, comments, clarifications, as always, probablyscience at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at probablyscience. And if you find any fun stories you think we should cover, send them in. If you need any honeybee candles, yep. get in touch with uh, Chris Hale. And uh, if you have any more comments about Jesse's, uh, please fart into a tissue line from last week's episode. Do send People those. love People that. People seem to love it. I think if we make <laughs> if we make t-shirts for this show, the first t-shirt is going to be, be a be lady, lady fart into a tissue. <laughs> That's going to be a t-shirt. I'm going to need some background. What? Yeah. Last week, Jesse uh, decided that the most ladylike way to pass wind would be to fart into a tissue and throw it away. <laughs> no, surely a handkerchief. Well, sure, sure. I mean, but, uh, a, a handkerchief and, and then, then you wash it. Because yeah. a tissue, that's just littering and you've basically let your filthy muffin fart juice... <laughs> <laughs> Your filthy well, muffin fart oh, juice? Andrew Maxwell's kid, right? And I'm kind of on his side. This is a friend of ours, a comedian, Andrew Maxwell, and his son, Flynn. And mm-hmm. I made a... I live on a farm out in the middle of England. Yeah. And on a summer, hot summer's day, I went down to B&Q, which is like our... Uh, what would you call it's it? It's like a DIY store. DIY store. Okay. Yeah. And I made a 50-metre slip and slide. Nice. Just 50 some... metres, baby. It was massive. This queen, or what did you, what's the material you bought? Um, just use plastic sheet. Uh-huh. And so, like, I laid the whole thing out, right? And so it was, it was a good, I'd say, five metres wide. What? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's... Yeah, 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 because we live on a farm. We've got that much room. Yeah, There's two yeah. lakes on the property for Cronat Lab. So, uh, and uh, it's... Uh... That's the most, like, bummed-out homicide detective showing up to see why you bought that. You're just having a, <laughs> you're just having a good time. <laughs> so, 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 so I make this slip and slide for the kids, mm-hmm. and my son and Andrew Maxwell's boy come down for the slip and slide, and then uh, my brother and sister-in-law's uh, little uh, baby girls came out, stark bollock naked. And they were like four and five and sliding down the slip and slide. Let me and ask you, I don't mean to interrupt, can little girls be Stark Bollock naked? That's true, good point. Stark Vag naked. Right? Okay. And, 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 and Flynn, who obviously has a little sister as well, who's you know getting her vagina on everything all the time, right. was freaking... The way little sisters do. Was yeah. flipping out, going, look at them, they're sliding down it, and they've got their little baby girl vagina all over the slip and slide. And the thing is, the way that you slide, and if you are Stark Bollock naked and
uh, they're sitting up and it is nothing but vagin ass. Sure. And everyone's going, oh, grow up, Flynn. And he's going, and he's like shaking and everything. <laughs> vagina! Baby got vagina everywhere! Everywhere! And the thing is, you could see the trail. Of baby girl vagina the whole way down. Wow. And, you know what? People going, oh, oh, calm down, Flynn. It's just little girls. And I'm going, that's worse. So, again, if our fluid dynamics professor wants to write in and uh, discuss the um, the eddy trails of baby girl vaginas. Because it's, um, like it's not going to be water. probably science. You're getting Gmail. soap in there. You're yeah. getting soap. So, you're getting soap. So, it's like this soapy, like, giant baby girl vagina snail trail. Right, like a... For 50 fucking meters. Right, like a chemtrail. So... Sure. And the thing is, because of the slope of the, um... Because of the, because of the slope of the yard yeah. going down into the lake, invariably, you'll always end up... Even if you make it five meters wide, you always end up going down the same route. Right. So, right. there's no way you're avoiding you're baby kidding. girl vagina. <laughs> yeah. And... Yeah. Well, I've, I've often said that in the mornings. Like, well, you can't avoid this. You can't, you can't, avoid, you can't avoid it. I, I would hazard a guess that we have broken all records, all podcasting records for the number of times baby girl vagina has been said in an episode of a show. I, Absolutely. I, I, Absolutely. I, challenge, I challenge even baby girl vagina weekly to top the number of now, times that we've so I'm just saying you were saying the most ladylike. I'd say the less, the least ladylike would be down I was trying to find your segue. I think you just wanted to tell that story. <laughs> no, no. I think you, just, were gonna, you were going <laughs> to... You were just. You think I came here with anything. that loaded? Do I want some? Do I want some coffee? Well, let me tell you what happened at my farm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then also we brewed no. some coffee that day. Right. Yeah, that and we, yeah, we also happened to brew some coffee. Um, excellent, excellent. So yes, be a lady, fart into a, be a lady, Don't fart. fart on a slip and slide if you're a naked little yes, girl. Yes, if you're a naked little girl, throw some bottoms on yeah. if you're going to be doing that. Yeah. Um, it gets in like, with the soap. And there's a trail, the and bigger, it's very clear, and you can see the outline. That's yeah, like, a fun way to get clean, you know. <laughs> the bigger issue to me is the danger inherent in that. Like, what if there's just the smallest rock that's placed that's underneath that plastic? Oh, that's, oh, that's sure. why you overlap. Double plastic. Yeah, no, no. Oh, okay. so so how double much plastic, plastic did you buy? Because that is a that's a scary purchase. <laughs> actionable <laughs> amount of plastic. That, that is also, actionable. Yeah, and and uh, and tent pegs. So you buy 50 meters of plastic sheeting and tent pegs and a, and a whole bunch of soap. <laughs> one time I was on a, uh, I, was, I was on a date one time. Come on. And, <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> Andy Wood with the swish. Damn, I um, should have saved this for my segue to baby girl vagina. <laughs> I, know, I, know. Um, <laughs> I was on a date one time with this um, toddler chick and... Um, I, <laughs> Monster out the mouth. Um, so I can smell the monster you just spit out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> right. The whole rest of the show is a perfect segue. I'm keeping it in. I'm glad I didn't get it on the equipment. So, no, I was on a... I was dating a toddler. I don't know why it's your accent as well. It really tickles me. Um, I was on a date once with an adult woman. And uh, my it was going well. and But my car was broken into while we were at the restaurant. So I had to stop at a gas station. I had to stop at a gas station and buy um, duct tape, trash bags, and condoms. That was my that, that was my purchase. The scary, the most scared-looking gas station attendant. <laughs> 
just terrifying. Yeah. I think I was like literally wearing a trench coat or something. It was like a Seattle winter, you know. I just did he offer you a hockey mask? <laughs> no, no. Just, I'm sorry. Just, I think it just comes complimentary with that purchase. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. The right. register just goes, oh, well. Yes. Yeah. Sleeping oh, also, tablets. Uh, How can we do, make that more creepy? Do you still have Polaroid cameras here? Do they still make those? <laughs> they don't make those anymore, do they? Okay. Yeah. So oh, I'll, like I'll just take this. Instant yeah. cameras. Yeah. What are they called again? Polaroid. Right? Polaroid. Polaroid. Yeah. Yeah. Polaroid. You're not supposed to shake them, though. I'm trying to get Urban it back myth. on science. That's Urban myth. myth. That is a myth. Urban myth. Like you don't put holes in them and have sex through them. You, you don't, don't shake. You them, don't shake them, them faster. Urban myth. Um, so yeah. So, all I was going to say about the farting thing. The reason I was going to get into this is like crazily that same day that this came up on the show. That so we, we started talking episode, on the episode about how before, yes. you could put bounce sheets, like dryer sheets, down your pants, and that would yes. That would create, that would cause a, your that would create to be a better smelling fart. Yes. I think I even what? remember hearing like, like dry fabric softener. But I remembered hearing about some oh, kind of yeah, yeah. underwear that could block that. And either I did remember that, uh, but just not the details, or I am I have crazy psychic abilities and I should quit this podcast and go on the road and make a living telling people about future Called inventions. the Amazing Andy? Yes, because Hang the on, next pull day... pull the face. What's give, that? Me, give me your psychic face. Oh, no, that looks like straining to shit. <laughs> I, can't see I think there's not. almost no difference, actually. Yeah, if you look no, at the average... Like, be an eyebrow up, eyes... Right. Like, I'm moving things with my head. <laughs> I can't do eyebrows very well. I don't have a very expressive face. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, but anyhow, so the next day after this, after we came out with... After episode, the episode drops, yep. the next day... Uberfax on Twitter tweets, uh, you can stop your farts from smelling with new, with fancy underwear that filters it. And then Gizmodo picks up this story... And it goes viral. Like, it goes viral. It was on Chris Hardwick's new show at midnight. That was a topic. They they look. They made jokes on for like five minutes about this underwear called Shreddies that you can wear that will supposedly filter out your. But thoughts. here's the thing. Here's where I get suspect. Shreddies have been around for a while. That's what I. The yeah. story just got picked up. It's the, not like they came out or went public the next day, which means that's too uncanny. All right, Uberfax. Stop stealing our shit. Exactly. You know what I mean? Get your own facts. And also, Shreddies, as in the breakfast cereal? It sounds like that, doesn't it? Yeah, what is it's, it? What uh, is Shreddies? Shreddies are underwear that stop your farts from smelling. What? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, there's, there's underwear now that has like a scented filter, so your farts will smell like roses. But surely you can wash it out. I would hope. Like after a couple of washes. Or maybe it'll be like a so coffee So effectively, you have to... They're dirtier. That, that's more disgusting... Than, than regular underpants. Well, well you reckon it'd be like the filter on a car. Them yeah. Because you would wash the scent away, so essentially you're wearing like the I'm same sure, No, I'm sure days. there's some sort of cartridge scent refill. I mean, all yeah. underwear is technically scratch and sniff. Um, <laughs> so I would assume... Maybe it's like a printer where the underwear is cheap, but then the refills is how they get you. Give away the blade, give away the razor, sell the blades. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's you gotta order those fart refills from refills. Yeah, but I'd like to think what this really means is that we are tastemakers. That this podcast is I think, capable I think of we are. swaying public awareness. The amount of people buying plastic sheets today—it's going to be oh yeah, overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> so you, Watch you, Twitter, you, you baby. Go be trending tomorrow. The apex of modern zeitgeist. Yes. Or surely you'd be at the base. It starts. We're at one How of the extremes. Whichever one. Whichever I think. One well, is we're, the at the we're at the base. We're at the base. We're the Sherpas. We're yeah. The, yeah. So we're going to shepherd you into this world. We're the Sherpas of zeitgeist. Yeah. Hey, that should be the name of our indie band. Sherpas <laughs> of Zeitgeist. Sherpas of Fuck, Zeitgeist. Fuck, I hate that joke. They opened Fred Ward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. This last year at the Edinburgh <laughs> Festival, I think there's a new, that should be the name of our indie band. Yeah. Which is, that should be the name of your next year's Edinburgh show. Just people write solo shows. <laughs> and have to have silly names. That should be the name of your next Edinburgh show. Or improv teams have to have the dumbest names for some reason. I don't yeah, know I don't know. Improverts. 
improverts, right? They're well, real. sometimes it's a improbable. Uh. Sometimes it's a pun, but most of the time it's just kind of like a like yeah. a Salvador Dali poem. Right, like it's just yeah. the weirdest. Yeah, that's the new thing. Like all the like the teams that come out of the UCB or whatever have names that are just like pick five words from the dictionary and shove right. them together. Right, it's like a William S. Burroughs writing exercise. That's how they get their <laughs> improv name. Um, Brendan, we're about. 20 minutes into recording, we still haven't asked you, uh, what, if anything, is your scientific background? We ask all our guests this. Oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, you see, yeah, you seem pretty big on DIY um, <laughs> pedophilia. You know, material do it, material do it, science? Yeah, I, yeah, do-it-yourself pedophilia. I, very I big field. A's in high school biology, and that's it. Wow, that puts you in the, the probably 99th percentile of our guests. Get the fuck as... out of here. Really? I'm a buffoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd be surprised to we My wife on. used to edit New Scientist. She used to write really? for Really? Did she? I didn't know that. Yeah, she used to write for and. How did you guys meet? Uh, it was after I won the Eddie Award, and she interviewed me for the Times. She writes for the Times. Oh as well wow! And edits Times online, but she's now making the jump to writing. So she's out here. She's got a couple of floating a couple of projects here and there. She what won a BAFTA of... competition for a script she wrote. Oh, that's great. Cool. That's awesome. Oh yeah, great, she's man. way smarter than me. So I basically all my anytime anyone comes up and goes, "Wow, you're really your act's quite clever," and I'm like. I'm just taking shit my wife tells me <laughs> and turning it into funny. Do you collaborate on jokes? You and she will wife? give me scripts and I will punch them up often. Okay, cool. Um, but she's only just starting out. But, you know, obviously, you know, it's quite a disorganized industry. Uh-huh. And so anyone with any level of, you know, uh, snouts and organizational skills is going to jump ahead five years. Right. You know, then you're I've average. always heard that before I moved out here. Everyone told me I'm going to need a lot of snouts. And... Um, <laughs> That's what you need to make it in this town, you know? Oh, do you mean... Because snaus means tobacco, chewing tobacco here, doesn't it? I, 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 what? I think, no, I was I think just... We just I, have was, no idea I just think it's a funny snaus word. is like uh, street smarts. Oh, okay. How do you spell snaus? Uh, I'm gonna, S-N-O-U-S-E. I'm going to be honest and say I've not heard that word either, and I got it from the context. Is it? Or is it now? Oh, no, I got it from the Am context. I, I, I got it. I got it from the context. I, I understood what snaus meant, but I... Um, uh, according to Urban Dictionary, snaus is a troll-like person who invades online forums with the sole purpose of creating havoc. Do I mean naus, then? I don't know. You, wait, we all got Have I completely made up a word? Yeah, but that's, the, that's not unlikely. But Brendan, this podcast has the kind of power that tomorrow it's going to be a word. Yeah, snaus is going to blow up. Tomorrow, snaus yeah. and yeah. street smart. Gizmodo is going to pick up the snaus. You know, it's, it's going to be great. Well, clearly I've overheard a word and tried it out for the first time <laughs> in my life and got it wrong. Oh, I did that's, that. the, uh, that's the extent of my, uh, my scientific knowledge. I would do that so much as a kid. I, I was a big reader growing up, and there were tons of words I'd read but never heard said out loud and I would just me too yeah. go for it you end up sounding super dumb but I, 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 I said macabre said. until last year for macabre <laughs> oh, yeah. did you yeah until last macabre? year well you um, know uh, albeit uh, well, but yeah. sometimes albeit but albeit. let's face yep. face it I think sometimes the, the correct pronunciation gets it wrong like ori what's awry ori? things have gone awry surely is a far better way of saying it yeah but, but I as things have gone ori yeah, awry that's, is that's the correct way ori yeah how did you find what? out? What are you talking about? Ori. Are you fucking with us? No, yeah. no. Oh, fuck off. A-W-R-Y. It's supposed to be Ori. It's no, it's always be been Ori. a rye. Everyone's what? always said a rye. Thank you. I know, You're but fucking it's not. With us. Uh, no, no, I'm not. Look it up. Look it up. How Phonetically. Do you look that up? It'll okay. say it's Ori. No. I'm serious. No. no. Exactly. No. Pronunciation gets it wrong. Uh, you're going to be Ori. You brought this up. because <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's fucking a rye is what it is. Have a look. Check it out. All right. Here we go. Video is 708 views. It's just how to say or pronounce awry. <laughs> 708 views. Yep. 
709. All right. I think, <laughs> I think that's been bastardized. I'm sorry, but I think the original pronunciation is Ori. I could have misheard it. Hold on. No, no, no. All it's right. a It's a rye. All right. All right, Brindone. Well, uh... I'm still going to tell people that it's Ori. Let's start that up. Yeah. 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 Hang on, look it up in the Oxford English Dictionary. Okay, hold on a second. Hold right. on, listeners. And look it up phonetically <laughs> in the Oxford English Dictionary. Wow. we got to do some stories here in a second, you guys. Come science. on. You're this using YouTube as your... I can't believe you're cracking up laughing based on YouTube. <laughs> well, look. Uh, let's, let's go to YouTube, now, shall Brendan, we? Brendan, I think you're making the mistake of doubling down here. And... <laughs> I think about two minutes ago you should have taken the hit on this. <laughs> I don't mind. I will gladly be corrected. Okay. Um, I'm looking on Oxford Dictionaries. Because I'm with you guys. I think it should real. be awry. That's what I said. But I think the correct... But you're like thinking something should be something that it is. Yeah. You know, you're like, I think milk should be dairy. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> it's like, well, that's not an argument, is it? <laughs> Arrive. <laughs> okay, I'm wrong. Who the fuck managed to trick me into the other oh one? Oh my god. I've been caught. Oh. Yeah. But that's Who's again, got that's, the sheet over their face now, huh? That's still not Who's Oxford? got baby cold vagina all over their slip and slide? <laughs> that's, that's a phrase that should be in the vernacular. Yeah. That's, yeah. My uh, God, I can't believe I got convinced otherwise of that. Well, I mean, okay, to be fair, I still well, haven't found I mean, that's your, that's your lack of snouse, still... I think, that, that convinced you And snouse is a word? Look at okay, me. No, Miriam, you, you don't have much snouse, so you oh, thought it was Oh, bless already. my cotton face. <laughs> would would Merriam-Webster be considered? Is that, is that, is that a Okay, but the, after can... this, we got to do okay, stories. I know, no, I know, go to Merriam-Webster. Miriam's not having. <laughs> Can we? Okay, now we should make it the mission to find Anybody. if it's written anywhere <laughs> that it's all. In fact, we need a listener. You just had a weird dream or something, right? Yeah, it must have been. I bet you there's fucking some sort of acid flashback, and I've just remembered something completely wrong. Yeah, you had the most boring trips. <laughs> Pronunciation. I had the wildest dream, right? I had the wildest dream. I thought Orion was pronounced Ori. Can you believe that shit? You guys got to try this shit, man. You got to try it. Oh, like, you God, can... I wasn't looking after any kids when that was happening. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, my college days were nuts, man. I thought all the words were fucked up. Man. It was crazy. I, I now want to pursue... Like, I want a listener to make... Did I get this misapprehension? Someone should make like a fake but real-looking Oxford, Oxford English Dictionary YouTube account just to put up this... In this Ori well, there's thing. that. There's, there are, there there's is the there. how to pronounce things. Yeah, there is. Um, someone has set up an account, or a few people have set up accounts where they've got pronunciation guys to various words, <laughs> and they're they're intentionally just terrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. Um, so what we were doing there is uh, obviously you were you were playing some sound into the microphone. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so oh, that, like that reminds me kind of of a uh, sonar. Oh! Reminds me a bit of a. What's well, we have a co-host who doesn't not only doesn't mind segues, but will actually do them himself. Oh, well, Jesse. I love segues. I, I have to, well, you know, like in stand-up, when you're, uh, if you're showcasing, you're auditioning for something, your set is so short, so you're just using your best stuff, so it's not related at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I've used the worst segues ever, and I'll yeah. be like, I'll be like... Speaking of tables. Well, no, I'll be, I'll, I'll be like, um, I'll be like, yeah, and that's what happened at the diner. You know, there's a parking lot at the diner. My car is... Uh... <laughs> that's not a segue, that's just a jump. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I'll just use like a three words in between and hope they come with me. But you yeah. guys have to perfect your seven minutes here. 
So you nah, have to you, do clunky I mean, segues su- sometimes. You're supposed to if you have the snous, but we don't, we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Give a shit. Well played. Um, the snous and know-how. Yeah. So uh, Timothy Layton of the University of Southampton um, was watching a nature documentary one night, as you do, and he wondered why dolphins blow clouds of bubbles from their blowholes to corral fish. Mm-hmm. And the reason he was wondering this is because um, dolphins find fish using sonar, what we think is sonar, but they certainly uh, are sonar equipment, can't tell the difference between fish and bubbles. So he's thinking, how the hell do they know okay. what the difference is? And he realized that uh, by experimenting with different forms of acoustic signals, he found that a large pulse followed by a small one could reflect sound waves in such a way as to allow fish and bubbles to be easily distinguished. So he, he built a sonar that did that, took it out to sea, and it worked. Um, so he thought the same technique should also work with radio waves, and it does. And he found it could tell the difference between a wide range of materials. So this is sort of a new finding with radar. Um, it's really small. It's about two centimeters across. And Leighton says that it can be built for just two euro. And um, if you have bombs hidden in roadside bins, um, plastic bags, or things like that, um, it says those that contain metal wires and semiconductors, um, you might be able to pinpoint a bomb circuit. Or you could use it like after an earthquake to find people based on uh, if they have their iPods or phones with them. Oh, wow. So it's not just spatial. It's, it's using radio waves, but to find actually find different components. So this is, this is kind of cool. So, so the thing that prompted it was this discovery about how he was trying to work out how when dolphins blew bubbles around them, that they, it was kind of going, surely that would confuse the, sure. the sonar. Because yeah. how does the dolphin tell the difference between the, the, what's a bubble and what's a fish? Mm-hmm. Right. And for some reason, this this combination of short and long clicks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he was he was completely able to uh, to figure that out. So now, I mean, that to me that seems like a very big. It's such a small article, but it seems like a huge breakthrough to me to be able to. Or maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe I don't no, know no, enough about seems... sonar technology. But to be able to, I thought you could just detect shape. You know, but to, but to be able to detect actually different materials, right, right, and I'm still not totally clear on how that dolphin analogy then makes it suddenly easy to find. Well, I think what what they did with them was took this idea of the long and the short pulses, like the different sh- length pulses, yeah, and put that into a radar rather than sonar machine, and did the same thing with that, and found that using that technique, it can it's far more versatile and far more able to in the same way that the dolphin can use those different length clicks to distinguish between a bubble and a fish you can use that with right. radar to distinguish between a a rusty bike wheel and a cell phone and a bomb okay and dolphins also they use they can triangulate oh. they, they can triangulate all, all three types of matter yeah <laughs> <laughs> right right well, <laughs> the three things that might be in a rubbish tip that may, <laughs> like a buried human or a bomb or an innocuous... Or a rusty bike wheel. Or an, an innocuous thing. What is the gradient on that? <laughs> Which is at the top? Well, uh, obviously you'd be trying to find the rusty bike wheel because yeah. you could turn that into some kind of right. cool feature in your in your loft. Art installation? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then a person with an iPhone <laughs> person buried iPhone by an earthquake bike. might be... See, I wonder how it is that the length of the signal could affect, uh, well, I guess I need to do some more research. Well, it's, it's not so much the length as the motion of a the l- ocean. It says a yeah. large, um, uh, a large pulse, <laughs> you know what, actually, this, things have gone awry. <laughs> <laughs> this article's kind of confusing, it says, it, says, it says a large pulse followed by a small one, and I don't know whether that's like large amplitude or lo- large duration, duration. Oh, okay. or... Um, uh, well, I know they also do it at different frequencies, because dolphins can self-triangulate. They're, they're always averaging out between their own pulses. 
and it's very weird for something that can it's it's for a single object to be able to self-triangulate like that. Uh-huh. But they can do that. It's all based the way they swim and all the you know that so the pulse hits them in a different way, um, left to right. I yeah. mean, it's amazing. They're they're. Amazing. It's pretty smart. Amazing animals. This reminds me, actually, I, I do want to at some point try to get somebody on this show who could talk with us about the science of music and of sound, because that's also something that Jesse knows very well, and uh, it fascinates me. Um, and yeah, this stuff, this is also uh, relates to... I was I was surprised when I found out that the way that stealth bombers work, the reason they're invisible to radar, isn't by any kind of fancy... They don't do anything tricky to like cloud radar it's just the shape of the plane itself it's just because it has so many angles to it like yeah. most things have rounded corners so that no matter where you're bouncing something no matter what where you are some portion of the thing will reflect back towards yes. you but because the stealth bomber is all just flat plane completely angular and then corners so it never reflects in a direct line it's like unless a, you happen to line up perfectly per- perpendicular to one of those faces but then that would just you would just like get a the bird face. or so, yeah it would just seem like a smaller thing yeah i mean the yeah. tricky thing with the stealth was to get something like that to fly right that was the only tr- it was that, the actual they knew the whole time of, how to do it yeah um but you know like if you build a recording studio or something um your walls aren't supposed to be parallel like if you look at Abbey Road, it's got like the big bent back wall. Oh. So because if if a signal comes back, um, if a signal comes back at the exact same amplitude and wavelength, it'll go out of phase, right? If they're uh-huh. exactly if the two waves are exactly opposite of each other, and that that'll make it silent, it'll cancel out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why, like, if you play a song on a record player and then play the same song at the exact same time from a different record player, a record player meaning any device. Mm-hmm. Um, it it you'll start hearing frequencies get dropped. Yeah, weird. It makes things, that weird like constructive and destructive interference. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Um, or uh, what do you call it when things just like as beating, like when something's almost the same frequency as something else. Yeah, but not quite. Yeah. You ever tried to do the uh, Flaming Lips four disc Zyrica thing? Zyrica? No, I haven't. Yeah. What's that? Uh, Flaming Lips put put out an album that was four CDs that are meant to be played at the same time. So you're supposed to invite over your friends, and they're supposed to bring boom boxes or whatever you want to do. And uh, all four of them will count down, so you'll know when to press play. I guess what you don't know. You just try to press press play at the same time, and you'll know if they're synced because one will go, this is CD1, CD number two, CD3, CD number four, and then it'll all start. Right. And the idea is that you're not even supposed to get them perfectly matched up because they could have just put that out as an album, although I guess they couldn't have put out in octophonic sound, but... Um, it's sort of supposed to be a different thing every time you play it because you might get it slightly out of phase and depending on where you whether you turn one up louder than the other one different things will be happening right. and at different points in the songs there's just unlistenable garbage like one of the tracks just has the highest pitch you can record on a CD for a while like it's <laughs> right. horrible it's, right yeah. I think I think the pro- well that's not so much an album that's just really going just out of your way to fall the people art. Yeah. yeah the problem the, mar- the problem from a marketing standpoint that they made was it was probably false of the Flaming Lips to assume that their fans have friends. <laughs> um, I mean, you're not going to get three guys to come over. I've never successfully gotten three people. To, I've, I've no, I've tried. Tried to. Uh, I've tried. I've three. I tried in out, Nashville. But, uh, no one was interested. No one wants to sit around for an hour and a half. Listen to that. Yeah. I can't even get a polka knot together. I did mix it down one time just so I could hear it. Yeah. Using just cool edit. I, I made it all into one track. And if it lines up perfectly, it sounds awful because some of the things do cancel out. So it didn't even work. I can give it to you if you want to hear it. Oh, wow. Hey, back to dolphins. Yes. So dolphin sonar. Uh, did you see that documentary uh, where they were studying uh, the complexities of their communication skills? Because apparently, like, they have a very developed left hemisphere. 
of their, of their brain. So uh-huh. they're very emotionally advanced, which is why we equate them with being far smarter than they are, because they're more emotionally advanced than, than most animals. And the way that they, they found evidence of this, because they videoed an argument. <laughs> and it didn't involve territory, it didn't involve sex, it didn't involve anything kind of base. It's one said something Taxes. that fucked the bunch off, <laughs> that, that pissed them all off, <laughs> and they all kicked him out of the group. Wow. And they couldn't equate it to anything other than they a series of angry. clicks going back and forth. There was an argument. <laughs> wow. And, and they, they've got it all videoed, and they're going, we have no idea what the hell, hell happened. I didn't know that we even knew enough about their clicks to know what they're talking about, like to know the, the topic could be food or not be food. You know, I didn't, I didn't even know we'd gotten to that yeah, point. Yeah, that's an interesting that's incredible. But there was no stimulus. Right. It was there just, was no base primitive stimulus. Just someone had beyond, gotten worked up emotionally. There was, there was an argument and yeah. it kicked off and they kicked him out. Wow. <laughs> I was feeling how, a little sensitive that day. And yeah, then, yeah, I wonder how so long. So I wonder what fuck that guy is in dolphin. Well, right. yeah. <laughs> how long do golf, dolphins hold grudges for? Like, did he just have to like have a cooling off period for a day or two, or did he have to? Was he was he you know in exile from that community for the did rest? Did he of have his to come life? back with kind of like a consolation? Yeah, salmon? Did he have to apologize. You know to what you did. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But apparently, like uh, in terms of problem solving, they're not. They're not as smart as we they're think they are. They're not as smart as we think we are. But, but the thing is, because we're emotional creatures. Yeah, we really are. I tried to do creatures. insider trading with a dolphin once, lost everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> terrible tips, terrible stock tips. Yes. He said, well, put all your money in, what is it, kale? <laughs> Krill. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure, I'm sure that the Oxford Dictionary would have a different... Look, no, no, come on, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yep, pronounced kale. In fact, putting all your money in kale would have been a good choice. Yeah, yeah. what five ten years huge. ago? Jesus, I know. God. Has any has any vegetable ever been as trendy as kale is right now? When when's the backlash going to start? Yeah, there's got to the be a anti-kale. backlash. Kale when's, is nice if it's fried. <laughs> like fried. Oh, you, those kale well, chips. Everything yeah. is nice if it's yeah. fried. I think everyone <laughs> likes kale. Right right now. Fried in sugar. It's really sweet, man. <laughs> Kale's the new bacon. No, I think bacon, well, maybe bacon is the backlash. There's a lot of ironic bacon happening. God. Oh, my God. It's been like 10 years now but with you're, this bacon shit. Motherfucker, I met the dumbest fucking guy yesterday. I did uh, 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 Emery Emery's Art and Atheist. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this guy needs to shut up. Just uh, Not Emery. <laughs> okay, I was going to say. <laughs> not Emery, but this guy, his big statement was, Praise bacon! Mm. And did you see, because religion's a madman construct, so we may as well praise bacon. He was the tritest man. Yeah. And I was like, if you want to help the atheist movement, shut you're your fucking doing mouth. doing the opposite. Huh. It seems like so much of that movement is those people. You're, you're uh, muddying the... You're poisoning the water. You're poisoning the well for yeah. everybody who's trying to just be rational. And yeah. Speaking of poisoning wells... Oh! Hey! <laughs> Um, here's the thing about 66 million years ago we lost a lot of dinosaurs through some event probably some kind of meteor hitting earth Mm. Uh, we also does it get any meteor than bacon you guys bacon (laughs) are you saying like this day today (laughs) (laughs) this day today six million years a meteor hit Uh, who was number one in the charts (laughs) I think it was Aerosmith still. Yeah, it was. I'm pretty sure it was T-Rex. <laughs> yeah, come on! Uh, bag of gong, people, bag let's do gong, it. gong, get it on. Uh, so, also, apparently, according to this new uh, article in PLOS One? Mm-hmm. What the fuck is PLOS One? Public Library of Science. 
Oh, okay. For some reason, it's not capitalized. It's just done as if it's a word. Plus. Oh. Uh, plus one uh, That's journal. the opposite of snouse. Yeah. Apparently, uh, we lost a shit ton of bees, people. Load of bees. When? Uh, 66 million years ago, around the same time. That around we lost the same the time. Um, so we've had, a, we've had a prior bee extinction problem. Around the time that the asteroid or comet or whatever it was that hit Earth and killed a lot of dinosaurs, uh, the extinction event was selective, affecting some groups more than others. Uh, that they used uh, fossils and DNA analysis to show that one bee group suffered a serious decline at the time of this collision. We would have had a load more bees, people, if this hadn't happened. Load more bees. Um, they studied wow. bees within the subfamily known as... Um, uh, oh Christ! I've I've done it to myself here. Uh, Xylocopinae. Hang on, let, let me handle this. Yeah. <laughs> David, you just pronounced it David. Uh, look, look, don't worry, I, I'm three for three. Come on. Uh, includes the carpenter bees, which are of course the most uh, likely to become a messiah of all bees. Sure. Uh, sure. Also, the, the, the weird. Th- the, I thought what what took down the carpenter bees was them um, always having to have cocaine blown up their <laughs> their uh, anuses uh, by Rhodey. I thought that was. Uh, I thought that was uh, eating disorder. Fleetwood Mac. What's her name? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Stevie Nicks. Uh, yeah, it wasn't Karen, Karen Carpenter. Carpenter. There was a eating Karen disorder. Carpenter also. She was eating disorder. Yeah. yeah. Nah, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Got the joke <laughs> wrong. We're so. messing up all of our urban myths today. I know. Guys. But the Stevie you know. Nicks bee. As it turns out. Had sex through a sheet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But they they can trace the evolutionary history of this group um, back to the uh, uh, Cretaceous period. Cretaceous period? Oh, Christ. This is going badly. Uh, Which is when the dinosaurs still walked the Earth. Uh, They're always referred to that as that. When like, dinosaurs walked the walked earth, the earth. <laughs> <laughs> it's such an epic way to, yeah. to like refer to history. They were all on a mission, like in line to get somewhere, were, right. like, striding, yeah. <laughs> willfully, <laughs> striding. When, they, di- when dinosaurs held you up at the drive-through, <laughs> when, when they dutifully walked the earth, so it's just like sat. I'm sure, they sat around yeah, a fair bit. Some of them yeah, climbed trees, slept. Yeah, some flew. <laughs> flew the earth <laughs> when pterodactyls well, flew, flew the, the earth. Air. Well, it's like, what did you think flew I was imagining? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> just said they were alive. When what were they doing? I thought they were square dancing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> crazy! I had them at driving. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I've been watching the Flintstones, and I was massively misled. Right, right. Although, weirdly enough, you can play records using a bird's beak. Uh, Is that true? No. Oh, okay. well, I mean, I figure anything sharp enough, you could, right? Sure, I think it's probably going to be still attached to the bird. I think that's. Did the you difference. say? Did you just say you can whittle it? Down? Whittle it down. You can to whittle it to a fine point. What are you? Uh... What, what What is wrong with what I'm with what I'm saying? So, uh, previous studies suggested a widespread extinction amongst flowering plants uh, during this event, the extinction event, six six million years ago. Oh. And it's long been assumed that the bees that depended upon these plants would have met the same fate. Uh, but here, here's the least surprising bit of this yeah. article. Um, unlike the dinosaurs, there's a relatively poor res- fossil record of bees. Hmm, I sure, wonder why. Sure. Weird that. Weird that there aren't people don't ever dig up bees. <laughs> bee bones. <laughs> right. Yeah, in volcanoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've discovered a literal treasure hoard, <laughs> like a treasure chest of bees. So they think the. Uh, Interestingly, they were able to study flower fossils, though, that had evolved trees. Yeah, so there are, you can be... get fossils of, and I guess trapped in amber, probably, quite yeah, possibly. That's you get know. amber, ash pulp. It's basically anything that died fucking stupidly. <laughs> What's ash pulp? 
Ashpolt, isn't it? it? Hang on, I need to look at something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to souse it up. I just... Uh... <laughs> Wait. Um, oh, what's the... What's the Matt just dropped... Matt, Matt, Matt losing, dropped his mic. Matt second. is losing his second. shit. I gotta take a picture of Matt right now. He's losing his mind. Ashpolt. No, Ashpolt is the fucking American thing that you make uh, driveways out of. Asphalt. Asphalt. Nope. Nope. Asphalt. As. What? Asphalt? Yeah. No, it's asphalt. Asphalt. Yep. Asphalt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, so it's not ash. But both those syllables are off. It's not asphalt. <laughs> They're both wrong. Uh, <laughs> this happens on stage all the time as well. Because I'm partially dyslexic, I will often use perfectly the wrong word. Sure. I, I'm just not sure dyslexia affects your pronunciation, though. No, it doesn't. I think, I think you're just a, probably just a dumb, just a... real dumb cunt. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what the disorder is. Um, uh, I know you have dashlexia, but um, so so what is? Uh, but I think you're trying to say something else, though. What is asphalt? No, no, no. Forget that. I mean, it's uh, it's either it's, in quicksand, in volcanic ash, or tar pits, or tar pits, like a silt type. It's something that died fucking stupidly. Okay. Something that should have been able to get out. Should have been stuck. able to get out. Okay, so. Okay. I used to do a bit about it, about paleontology and archae- oh. uh, archaeology might be bullshit because it's just something that died stupidly. It's only finding okay. the dumbest of it. Yeah, so like the dinosaurs remember. maybe weren't that thick. So yeah. basically, event- essentially, I was being factually incorrect right. so that I could segue into it. Sure. Bit. Did you use the word That's- asphalt? Did you ever wonder no. why? No, no, never. Okay. <laughs> Did you ever wonder why everyone quit laughing during the setup? Everyone <laughs> <laughs> just- quit laughing during a setup? <laughs> yeah, you're just- People laugh at your setup? <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> no, you're just confidently mispronouncing it, like completely getting them off the bit. <laughs> you guys, I don't know how the Dinos got wiped out. But- <laughs> <laughs> Well, so the so the plants so, they think the plants came first. They, they yeah they follow they did find uh, flower fossils that had evolved traits that allowed them to be pollinated by bee relatives of the Xylocopinae, if that's what we're calling it. Um, so uh, the data told them something major was happening in four different groups of bees at the same time, and it happened to be the same time as the dinosaurs went extinct. Said Dr. Ray Han. So it's probably the same event that That's triggered. What right. So the findings of the study could have implications for today's concern about the loss of diversity in bees, a pivotal species for agriculture and biodiversity. Uh, and as we understand extinctions and the effects of declines in the past, that can help us understand the pollinator decline and the global crisis in pollinators today. Hmm. So this is relevant, guys. No, it certainly the is. Bees are, the bees, there's problems with, if there's problems with the bees, there's problems with me. That's the t- I don't know. Oh, you that's should- your bumper sticker? That's my bumper. Uh, listeners that won't know, like but the, the buzzing uh, that you've always heard that you probably put down to uh, poor equipment on our part was actually the beard of bees that Andy wears at all times. beard of bees. He does have that's, a beard of bees. That's why there are never pictures of me on the website. I don't want <laughs> the, the bees are... Oh, yeah. We, uh, uh, and Andy's <laughs> the one with the camera. <laughs> yeah, we gotta, we got to fix that up. We're going to start taking more pictures as we record uh, to fill out that site a little more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Jesse's going to grab a camera here and I'm going to act like I'm not looking at him taking a picture of me. I'm just recording a show. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, move on to this is sort of a sort of sciencey um, sort of one of those articles that plays into things you already believe and makes you a little suspicious because it's a little too convenient. Um, but uh, a study 
of over 1.6 million people, um, actually a combination of five surveys that included that many people, uh, was recently put together to see how personality types vary across regions in the U.S. And this was on Gizmodo and posted everywhere on Facebook and Twitter and things last week. Um, and it basically falls into what you'd think. Like There's a region of colored areas in the Midwest. One of the maps shows the most friendly and conventional region of the U.S. And where would you guess that that's centered? Uh, probably the Southeast. Southeast? Regional, uh, friendly and conventional? Yeah. Friendly and conventional what? Just personality types in the U.S. Like they, Midwest, the Southeast, people, probably Minnesota? Minnesota is the center of it all. Okay, yeah. Minnesota, Iowa, and then it spreads out and gets a little bit. It's a, The color blue is what they used for this, and it's dark blue around Minnesota, Iowa, and it starts to get less so. How are they determining the Dakotas? Um, it was a combination of five different surveys. It's all self-reporting about uh, what's the, called the Big Five Inventory of Personality Types, which are... Um, openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. The Dianetics can, people got them to fill out a free personality right, test on the street. Personality yeah. test, uh, which you can remember is the acronym OCEAN. Um, so yeah, they had, and there's a, an extensive write-up of all these studies that we can post. Um, what, are the the most letters, interesting, what are the letters OCEAN stand for? OCEAN. They stand for o- openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. And it's uh, the Big Five inventory is a thing used in psychology um, for those broad five broad domains or dimensions of personality. Um, it's been um, used rather than other models because it's able to account for different traits in personality without overlapping, I guess. So this is, I guess, some somewhat consistently used in, in psychology to to map personality. Um, so yeah, the regions, they, they, the f- three maps that they put out that are interesting are the one for friendly and conventional personality types. And that's centered in the Midwest and then gets less um, of that color as it spreads away. And the least of that, like the states that are, that are colored black on this map, if, can you guess where those would be? So the least friendly and conventional? Least friendly and conventional. I guess, guess. New Florida? York. New York. New York. Yep, New York is the darkest state on there. Easily. Go fuck yourself. Pennsylvania, also very dark, surprisingly. Philadelphia? Uh, Vermont is a little bit uh, dark. Yeah, I guess, yeah, makes sense. Pennsylvania has Philly in it, so, yeah. Sorry, Philly listeners. Um, one of the other maps had a, a um, graphic depiction of relaxed and creative regions. Where would you guys guess relaxed and creative people are? Uh, I'm guessing San West Coast. Francisco? Yeah. Yep. So um, the West Coast. California. How, how the Northwest do? The Northwest is actually part of the entire West Coast is is colored in this uh, relaxed and creative region with California looking, California and Oregon look dark. No, I'm sorry. Arizona looks darkest on this. And then California and Oregon. Wait, wait, wait. What, uh, what is the darkest? What's the... The darkest, the darkest green, the color they're using to mean darkest relaxed means most and cre- relaxed most and creative. Relaxed. That's then, Arizona? Then the that Arizona and California and Oregon, but the whole West Coast, including Idaho, which is sort of surprising, and Utah is on there, and New Mexico. And then it instantly, as soon but as you go... What are the categories? That the, what's the criteria? It was just uh, a combination of five or different studies. Or should I studies. say... Uh, criteria. The criteria? The criteria. What's yeah. the criteria? Um, I mean, it's, you know, the, the actual nuts and bolts of this study we can post. It's, you know, not as interesting to get into, but it's All a right. combination of, of five different surveys. But it's a pretty large sampling. It's 1.6 million people. Um, but, but surely, you know what? I mean, how reliable is that? Because surely the unfriendliest state wouldn't fill out a fucking survey. <laughs> That's so good. You well, know then, what I mean? You want to do a survey on how friendly you are? Get fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent point. 
Um, but the creative one's interesting because it, it drops off really quickly as soon as you get east of, of, of the borders of, let's see, Idaho, Utah, and New Mexico. Then it instantly turns less creative. And then it's all uncreative with Minnesota being the least creative. They're the most friendly and least creative. Uh, the only place on the East Coast that seems to register on the creativity and relaxed thing is North Carolina, which might be just Asheville. I don't know what that's, hmm. that's about. So North Carolina has a lot of people. They they have a movie. Biz, like there's quite a few states now where they've tried to attempt movie and TV making. They have good oh, incentives. Really? Yeah, tax breaks and things. Yeah. yeah, and I think North nice. Carolina is one of them. I think they film quite a few things down that way. You know, hilariously, out, just outside of London, there's a really shitty part of uh, uh, south of London called Croydon, and they tried to create a tax break because uh-huh. they reckon you could recreate New York in Croydon. And what would be the equivalent <laughs> here of trying to sell that? Um, it, no, I was going to say it's, Bakersfield, but it's not Bakersfield. It's, it's more... I mean, it's it's staggering that they there were trying... Tar, there aren't tall buildings. There aren't... Oh, uh, there's like three. Yeah. Uh, then there's one overpass, but it's mostly just roundabouts. <laughs> it's but good it's like Tesco supermarket could easily pass the... for New York. <laughs> could wow. you fuck? Is well, it they also... got one of the big Tesco supermarkets that stays yeah, over 24 hours. <laughs> they got one big supermarket. That is the nice. interesting thing about like globalization, though, is that you can sort of... If if you have something that's set in the suburbs, you can film it in any suburb. Oh, you know, I mean, like in, in America, like it for sure. Actually, it's happening in the UK as well. Is is you travel up and down, and the, every mall is sure. now looking the same, which is yeah. why they've got so many laws that stop you from changing the uh, the structure of a building or its appearance. Right. Uh, but in fact, originally that was a made up job after World War Two, so that people. So basically, if you want to change your house. You'll have people come around, and you have to try and almost... It's like sensors in America. You yeah. go further than wow. you would just so that they can take something out. So oh, you say okay. that you want to make bigger extensions than you do just so they can go... And it fucks me off that wow. I supposedly own my house, but it, it turns out I don't. And someone comes around and tells me what I can do in my backyard. Well, well there's, I mean, there's some reasons for some of those a lot. Like, if you're in a house with neighbours, you shouldn't be allowed to build, like, suddenly... Like twenty three, like a twenty right. foot wall, and like you probably and also shouldn't with be snakes to, on the like. You shouldn't be allowed to probably like shout anti-Semitic podcasts. In the <laughs> I would assume that'd be some sort of. Oi, we did. You fuck through all in the shape. I am oh, no. naught for naught. <laughs> no, no, you're doing great. Uh, <laughs> this is the dumbest I've ever sounded on a podcast. I uh, know you're doing fine. No, no, we <laughs> love it. Oh, now I'm being patronized. <laughs> no, no. No, you're doing fine. God bless you. Yeah. No. <laughs> we want to ask you questions just to see what you say. No, no, no. Pa- patronize. No. <laughs> I, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Uh, perfect. Okay. Uh, no, it is patronizing. <laughs> no, I know. I know. <laughs> There's one more map of uh, this that, uh, that dictated the uh, temperamental and uninhibited Personality types. Where would you guess people who are temperamental and uninhibited? Which parts well, would that'd be, be? That'd be East Coast, I assume. Entirely East Coast, yeah. Uh, only, let's see, only once you Texas, get, I believe. Had- Ohio starts it, and then anywhere east of there and north of there, and then Texas. It's only Texas, and then the entire Northeast are the temperamental and uninhibited, and everyone else is pretty equally not that. Although, actually, for some reason, Georgia is the least temperamental and uninhibited. So I guess most inhibited... Hmm. I'm not sure exactly what that means. Like you know, holding back on what you really think about. I, I I'm skeptical of maps like this. It, it does. It's a little too convenient because it does play into exactly your expectations. Of well, it's, it's not only that. It's the fact that 
um, it's like which states go blue and which go red or something like that. It's the fact of looking at it at a whole state basically just has to do with how many people are in those cities. Yeah, yeah. And all surveys are just a survey of people that are willing to do a survey. Well, sure. But, uh, you know, if you get... they do control for that. Like, there are ways of... And yeah, that's, that's how it. like Zogby, uh, you know, people who are good at this as a science find ways to control for yeah, that. Absolutely, but I think that um, you know, okay, so as far as being like very, um, very friendly, but also very conventional. Um, I mean, I've said this before, but I think like, look, cities. It doesn't matter what city, but cities are liberal and creative, right. and you drive fifty miles in any direction, and people fuck sheep. And that doesn't matter if you're in L.A. or Georgia. It doesn't matter. There's uh, why is fuck sheep always the go-to? I don't know. Sarah Kendall just, uh, used to have a lovely routine about uh, how every country has its sheep fucker. Yeah, I was like listing it through. I think it just looks the most like, I innocent. Think it's the it's sl- not sheep the most the sluts. <laughs> I used to have a thing about Yorkshire about like people because it used to be Australia. And I would say like I find it hilarious when people live from Yorkshire accuse me of fucking sheep because if I lived in Yorkshire, I'd be 69ing sheep rather than going out with those hideous buckets of smashed crabs they've got there. Sure. They're fucking <laughs> giant sideburns, and that's just the women. Although Yorkshire has changed now, and Leeds is actually kind of hip. And so the Leeds, only time I've seen a city change... Leeds has one of the biggest student populations yeah, in the Yeah, it's amazing. Like, in the space of 10 years, it used to be the scariest place you could go. Yeah. Of, like, it was, I'll tell you what comedy is. Racism and a chicken dinner. <laughs> right? And then all of a sudden, it's like this really hip... This is where the Arctic monkeys come from. Oh. Sure. No, they're Sheffield. Uh, are they? Yeah. They're Jesus Sheffield. Christ! <laughs> <laughs> he's getting up. He's walking away. Out. <laughs> I think they're Sheffield anyway. Well, we can double check. But um, but yeah, there's uh, my sister's at university in Leeds. So it's lovely. It's really nice. Mm. Uh, but uh, what are we talking about? Yeah, sheep. I get. Yeah, I, they, I, they. I guess they. It's they just, look so innocent and it's, well, it's, they've got the good looking sheep. Well, it's well, and no, they don't it's move just, much. So <laughs> it's such a non-sexual looking animal that it's not, um, and it's so unhuman that I think it's not visceral bestiality to imagine. It's and a it's safer, something to grab on. Well, right. sure, sure. It's a, but it's a safer. Uh, I mean, although I I'll tell you what, I'd do a giraffe in a heartbeat. <laughs> Have you seen giraffes up close? The story? They're <laughs> fucking gorgeous. <laughs> they are. If you had to fuck an animal, yeah. you would totally go a giraffe. Oh, right. They're beautiful. They've got the long lashes. Oh, they do. They do have long lashes. They yeah. do. They look like you know in cartoons yeah. when they try and make an animal uh, sexy, they, like in The Lion King when she lays on her back, yeah, and she does the blinky thing with her eyes, and every dad kind of went, oh, oh, sure. "What's happening?" Right? And giraffes look like that in real life. You <laughs> no, would gir- totally fuck a giraffe. No, man. giraffes are. <laughs> you would totally fuck a giraffe. No, they're sexy animals. They don't even. They don't even like think twice about deep throating. Yes. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I just did that. You guys, this we're going to have to episode. edit out How so much stuff. How do we hide this episode from our parents? How does this work? No, it's just the <laughs> fact that we've gone so blue on this episode <laughs> that I feel like, you know, I don't want people to think that this is the direction the podcast is going it doesn't now that I'm the way. new co-host. Because oh, this no. is like my number two co-host episode. This and isn't going like, to come down I, on you. This, I don't think this is going to come down Am I down the one you. that's bringing this puppy down? <laughs> no, I think you'll find I'm the weak link in the show. <laughs> Let's face it. <laughs> you know, um, you, I don't think that you were the one that had the uh, string of, of BGVs earlier. Uh, yeah, <laughs> BGVs. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. 
It's all right. I'm the elephant in the room. That's no, no, okay. no, you're fine. You, you did come guns a-blazing. But, uh, <laughs> Shooting down that visqueen, leaving a trail of you know, vaginal secretions behind you. But, uh, you know, we're professionals. We can, we can, we can work Matt around Matt is loose in his mind right now, and I love it. Matt's I loving it. This is probably the episode I've spoken least on. <laughs> What's you, I've just been crippled. Your face yeah. has been reddest that you've spoken the least. <laughs> Do we have any oh, other? Uh, oh, do we have yeah, more stories? Well, there's one story. I, this, I mean, it was in both, both BBC and New Scientist and various other sources. Um, I'm, I'm a, a bit loath to introduce this story just because it's the one I understand the least because it's biological science and it's the one we're weakest on. But it comes down to DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. And a study based a, st- um, a mouse study that um, has given us more information, like a huge amount of DNA. Uh, has no obvious use. Are we talking about junk DNA? It's called junk DNA. Junk DNA. Uh, it's not the bit that specifically codes proteins. It doesn't seem to have any coding function. Um, but it seems, according to this mouse study, by turning off and playing around with some of this stuff, that it might that it might have more effect than we think, including um, the shape of faces. Because uh, we know there's a huge degree of variation in human faces, but obviously, as family resemblances show... Uh, the overall shape is heavily constrained by genetics. Sure. Uh, you know, you look. most people look vaguely like one or both of their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but geneticists have only identified a f- small number of genes that influence the shape of the face. And that would only explain a tiny fraction of the variation that we see between human faces. Uh-huh. Um, so this is Axel Wiesel of the Lawrence Berkeley National Laboratory in California and his colleagues. Uh, more variation is controlled by these... Uh, distant acting enhancers, this junk DNA, they're short sequences of DNA in non-coding regions of the genome that can influence the activity of facial genes, uh, even if they're a long way along the DNA strand. So I think okay. these, these junk DNA seems to have the ability to switch on or off certain bits of the... Facial uh, development things. Yeah. Uh, they use this technique called optical projection tomography, which allows them to build up a 3D model of a developing mouse embryo and show how gene expression varies in each region, uh, which revealed some 120 enhancers that were active in various regions of the developing face. Uh, and to work out what the enhancers were doing, the team chose three and engineered three groups of mice to lack each one of them. They compared the skulls then at eight weeks old, they compared the skulls and faces to those of a control group of mice with the, all the enhancers intact and found that each enhancer had a subtle effect on face shape. Like, for example, deleting one of the enhancers left mice with faces that were longer uh, but skulls that were broader and shorter than the control mice. Okay, now, those were the share mice. So they found the way to genetically create a share share lookalikes. Okay. Uh, now, are there implications here for fixing facial defects beforehand? That's, yeah, that's one of the things they're hoping. Uh, cleft palates. Yes, and- cleft palates, exactly. Um, so yeah, none of the changes they did with those mice were strong enough to um, cause a cleft palate, for instance, or some huge... Drastic change, but um, a mouse with a cleft palate would be adorable. Oh, and aren't we actually more conditioned to notice uh, facial differences? That's what I was wondering. Because of uh, as a baby, your mum's face is the first thing you see, so we notice uh, the difference in each other's faces way more than other animals. Right. So, like these differences. Also, when you're first born, uh, it's a fact. When babies are first born, they look more like their dads than they do when they get older, and that's so that the that's just because dad's balding. That's so that the dad doesn't eat them. Is that true? That's yeah, a, I think ma- males have less oxytocin. That's a what? true thing. Uh, like when when babies are first born, they 
have a much greater resemblance to their their fathers than they do as they get older. Right. Like, they look the most like their dads. And that's so that the dad cares for them. The dad gives a fuck about them. Yeah. And doesn't doesn't attack them or eat them or just... Well, yeah, male, males produce far less oxytocin than women, which... Um, well, but also the actual act of childbirth produces a lot in, in the mother, right? So, oh, yes. What's, what's yeah. oxytocin? The bonding chemical. It's the bonding the chemical, but the, the, the evolutionary sort of... I'm not going to say point for it as if we willed it into existence, but the, but the right. evolutionary reasons that it seemed to survive is because um, it, it stops us from eating our children if we were starving. <laughs> and some women don't produce a lot of oxytocin and have weird urges to eat their baby. That's a common psychological defect after you give birth. There's really? a weird urge to eat your child. Even if you're not starving, you just like feel like eating your baby. Like, what, so what you're saying, like the people widely report like they have dreams where they're doing that? Yeah, it's like postpartum depression, but like a different type, you know? And I guess, yeah, that, that oxytocin would be something that's evolved over the years to make you care for your offspring more so that you have a greater chance of passing your genes on so that the baby survives. Yeah. yeah. We even covered some story before that talked about one of the theories behind why men like breasts is we've evolved to like them so that we'll play with them because playing with them releases oxytocin in women and bonds them to us. So it's not even that it's important for us to like the breasts, but for us to want to manipulate them to make <laughs> women like I have, us. I have such a long bit about this. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, about the, the sexual psychology of why we like breasts or why we like large breasts uh-huh. um, particularly. Um, but then just the fact that it's like not aesthetic. It's completely like we still, it's still for survival mechanisms. It's nurturing. The, right. the reason Comfort. we want that. But I mean, every you know. but everything that we think, uh, there's no physical attraction that at its core isn't about that in some way. Well, right? no, because I know that the um, you know the ancient cavemen just loved banging a girl in high heels for survival. <laughs> like I know that. Touche, touche. Back to giraffes. <laughs> See, science proves sexiest animal. Yes. I yeah, years ago, about 15 years ago, I used to have a bit about Alan Pease, the body language guy, who uh, had an argument that the reason that women wear uh, lipstick is because it's reminiscent of when monkeys present. And I, uh-huh. what was the bit? It was about, oh, yeah, because whenever I see a woman wearing bright red lipstick, I go, oh, yeah, that reminds me of a mandrel's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I'm horny now. <laughs> Isn't it just because they look well-fed? What? Red lipstick means they look well-fed? Well, all makeup. Or just healthy. They, yeah, all makeup just has health implications. Uh, rosy cheeks, um, you know, uh, blush and eyeshadow and all that. It all has, like, these... It's sexy to us because it's a healthier-looking mate. I thought red lipstick was... Um, Does that include goths? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing um, sexier than a goth. <laughs> and I thought... I, I always thought red lipstick, it was... It had something... I mean, obviously, your lips get more flushed when you're... Um, aroused. Aroused. Well, then how come it's almost devolved into models being emaciated? Because, well, because models... And looking like... But because... Models are like catwalk models aren't presenting like a sexually attractive image. They're presenting Clothing. some, yeah, they're presenting some idealized idea. Of, Not in an advert where they're selling all manner of things. But I think it's more it's it's complicated than that because that's obviously true, there beer are things, is always buxom. You, if you force something at somebody yeah. long enough, you can probably get them to be into it. Whether it's a shitty song or an image, like you can you know you can create somebody as a movie star, even though they're not. Where there's no, or I th- this, but is, also, this is getting away from science. This is but just also, my theory. But, but also, the catwalk models aren't, aren't designed like to be it. things that like 
you're meant to look at it and go, "That's hot." That I want, like, I want to right. have sex with that. Yeah, with that. Well, it or is, is interesting it because models are, you know, selected by predominantly gay men. That's also probably like get like a, an industry that's dominated by gay men and women. Right. And gay we talked about this women. a few weeks ago. A surprising number of models, of female models, are actually either they're XXY chromosomally or they're actually XY, but they are insensitive to androgens. Yeah. So they're men, they have as much testosterone this as This is men, still probably like a, a minority of them, but, but much higher than the percentage much higher than the regular sure. general public. And that's why so many of them have like uh, very slender hips, all these masculine... Androgynous features. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, long legs, slender hips, things that aren't, if they had, you know, if they were XX chromosomally. So that's true. They are starting to look more and more alike. They're very similar looking, aren't they? But well, there was a story re- uh, that I didn't read properly so i can't go into any detail but about some uh woman who was who decided who was getting too old to do female modeling and cut her hair short and started doing male modeling but like in no way presented as male or thought like there was no sort of trans yeah, yeah. stuff going she just was a real story as, yeah the real it was story like a jamie kennedy comedy or something <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Rob so, Schneider is the she model. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, these the uh. Back to Jack Where were we? Is you can't li- tell what I am. A cleft lip and cleft uh, palate uh, can't be currently explained by mutations in protein coding genes. <coughs> so that's the thing. So like, there's no genetic. There was no previously genetic source for cleft palates. They couldn't work out what it was, uh-huh. and it might be these the junk, junk the DNA. junk DNA hmm. that also that act like switches. Shape. Yeah, that's so interesting. You, you know what's weird is, uh, uh, Andy, you've met my dad. Yes. So my dad has, um, he wears glasses, right, that are very thick. He's got bad vision. And he has really bushy eyebrows. He has really long hair and a huge beard, like a beard that takes up the whole lower part of his face. Like so a- he's like the one you don't want to get in Guess Who. Right. But the thing is, <laughs> he's like I, the worst. I still have no idea if I look like him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my whole life and every photo of him, he's had that. He's looked like a biker guy his whole life. But as you get older... You start to switch between your mum and your dad. There's like, you know, you have like a peak decade of looking just like your dad. Usually, I don't know, around about the teens. Have you seen a picture of your dad as a teenager? Yeah. Weird, Next to right? you as a teenager? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Similar? Yeah, but we were in way different shape. I really let myself go as Did a you? teenager. My dad was like super in shape. Oh, okay. And then now, so now it's like, I can sort of see it in the face. As I get older, I look more like, like my mum as she gets older too. Huh. Huh. And, and it kind of flips back and forth, I think, from decade to decade. Hmm. And I don't know what that's about. Yeah, I can't think. I'm trying to think of whether I. Yeah, I've definitely seen some pictures of my dad in his 20s where I was like, "Whoa!" I thought that was me for a second. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Wow. And it's usually like a face. It was kind of weird that it was well. that one where he's making out with your mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back to the future. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, like, it can be like certain facial expressions as well. Like you've picked up from then and then you captured in a photo yeah totally yeah yeah every time i call my mom a bitch i feel like <laughs> you know just the expression i make i'm like this is this is dad <laughs> apple don't fall far from the tree <laughs> matt do we have anything else do i don't know we were, i think we're sort of running out of time yeah i mean it sounds like uh, brennan's gotta get to the airport oh it's there. true geez yeah yeah you've got to run um do you have any shows Shit. coming up around town yeah yeah, yeah. i've got to run uh, <laughs> 
Holy shit. Um, no, it, it take, it'll take him a while. You'll be fine. You'll be fine, but we yeah, got to wrap up. It'll take him a while to get through, won't it? Yeah, but we uh, got to wrap yeah. up, though. Yeah. doing a solo show. Brennan Burns hasn't heard of you either at the Steve Allen Theatre. Excellent. Um, what's the date of that? That is the 1st and 2nd of November, but it's like, uh, you know how like on the international scene we do solo shows that like thematic. Right, like a one-man show. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's, so it's a theme show. I saw it in Edinburgh. It was very good. And uh, can you buy tickets to that on your site, on the Steve Allen Theatre site? Or uh, so go to Trepany House. Trepany House. Yeah. Trepany House at the Steve Allen Theatre at the Centre for Allen Oh, oh that's the, the third thing it's named. And uh, Neil Hamburg is going to be... Yeah, he's presenting me. He's going to be opening the show. That's great, man. And we your Twitter... And kicked it and uh, hit it off. Yeah, he's, he's hilarious. So to, your Twitter oh, you, account, you at met Brendan in Burns. Perth and kicked it. I thought you just had a lisp. We no. met in Perth and... No, no, we met <laughs> in Perth. <laughs> no, I did. I just... <laughs> I always wanted, like, Perth... The people from Perth don't have, like, a... Like, people that call them, from Sydney call themselves Sydney Ciders, Melbourne, Melbournians. Mel- is it Melbournians? Yeah, and it's like, by that logic, am I a Perthan? They should be Perthans, <laughs> yeah. Perthans. Missing Perthans. Best move to Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. It reminds me of uh, um, um, Zach Sherwin's... Zach Sherwin went to Ithaca, Ithaca College to perform, and he was like, Ithaca College, it sounds like someone with a lisp and a stutter trying to say, it's a college. <laughs> <laughs> Ithaca College. <laughs> Ithaca College. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. Okay, I guess it wasn't. A little bit mean. Um, no, no. Wordsmith fan Andy Wood. It's <laughs> <laughs> a college. Uh, okay, so Brendan Burns. Uh, Twitter, is it just at Brendan Burns? With at a, Brendan with Burns o, with an O, yeah. With an O. Okay. And, uh, Brendan Burns? Brendan Burns. <laughs> Brendan. Brendan Burns. Right. So it's just Brendan Burns. Listeners, we do apologize for things going awry on this episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, but you guys have the snouts to deal with it. I <laughs> yeah. feel like, you know. Uh, you better hit that absolute Ashpole. <laughs> yeah, Ashpole. Ashpole. Yeah. If you're listening to this in your car, you, you don't want to swerve on that ash, Ashpole. Ashpole. What are the three things fossils can be found in? I don't know. Um, the, the Google it. Museums. <laughs> Yeah, go on. Goggle it. No. <laughs> One second. Let's see. It's asphalt. Asphalt. Okay, the... here's what Google has to say. Awry. Awry. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I guess that's... <laughs> now, what are, what are the, there's four things that, that fossils can be found in. You just said three. I did, but now I'm going up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm adorable. Come on. on this. Uh, where you could find fossils? No, that's not a good way to search for it. Uh, we should probably do this after the show. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think this is a big, getting a bit. Uh... They've listened this long. They can keep. Uh, okay, oh, you know what? This is fossils occur uh, natural. Oh, this is a super long article. Is it? Okay, sedimentary rock. We'll have or, to shale. Uh, I think there's more than three things. I think they can find quite a lot of places. Four, yeah. four things is five. We'll get going. Maybe up. as many as six. I don't know. <laughs> Let's call it seven. Let's call it seven. Yeah, we'll call it a good seven. You can find <laughs> fossils in seven things. Four call it a day. Things. Yeah, it's probably four. Yeah. Um, four main things, three of them which were made up words. <laughs> <laughs> As always, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Probably Science. You can't look me in the eye. He thinks he's bullying me. It's fine. I deserve it. No, no. You can obviously find fossils in concrete and uh, twonkly. <laughs> and um, 50 meter slip and slides. Uh, yeah, and uh, pertritin. And. Uh, <laughs> And calcify baby girl vagina. Yeah, like, yeah. That's a place you can find it. Okay, you can follow us at probablyscience at gmail. Email at probablyscience at gmail.com. Go to probablyscience.com. To donate money. Subscribe on iTunes. Donate. Tell your friends. See you next week. We'll see you soon. See you.